Merry Christmas, Erica. Merry Christmas, Stephen. We've wrapped up our day of podcasting and Doctor Who watching with The Three Doctors, Episode 4. I forgot that it ended with the Doctor getting back his dematerialization circuit and all his memories of how time travel and stuff works. I just, I had completely spaced that out. For some reason, I was like, oh yeah, it's after this that that happens, Mm -hmm. you know? It's nice. Like it, it just, it makes it feel more like a celebratory, you know, anniversary episode. Like, yes, this is, you know, another big change to the way that the show is made and we're celebrating it. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that I think um, Barry Letts and Terrence Sticks had wanted to do for both three years because they were sort of like, here, here you go. Uh, here's the format of Doctor Who has been handed down to you because we have had to take Derek Sherwin off and be a producer of Paul Temple. So, um, by the way, he's stuck on Earth, doesn't travel around anymore. Um, so have at it. Write stories about that. Good luck. Yep. Uh, and so they've been wanting to, as you can tell, it, with, with the mutants and Peladon and Axos and stuff, there have been like ways and excuses to get them off, off world to have adventures and stuff. And they thought, you know what? This, this is probably the time to, uh, to properly do it. And so, yeah, we're back to proper Doctor Who again, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Like the unit family was a nice... Stuck on Earth, like I like that Doctor Who can really kind of do a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. but it's it's nice to move away from that. You know, you don't want to get stale. No, I I do like the unit years in that it was like a concerted effort to change the format of the show for an, a you know elongated stretch of time. It wasn't just like a story worth yeah. or half a story or something. You know, like you know in the in uh, the Snowmen, the Doctor is sort of like. Um, Matt Smith's doctor is like mm-hmm. a grump and sort of like just sort of taking time out and living on earth in the Victorian area and stuff but we really only get that for about 20 minutes and he's like ready to get back and that we don't see any but you know for three years we've seen the doctor sort of stuck on earth working for the military more or less mm-hmm. you know trying and failing to get his TARDIS working again only it only works whenever the Time Lords want it to work for him and and now he's actually earned it he's actually earned his paycheck and he says okay there you go there's there's a reward right there freedom yeah, I mean, like he did save the entire universe and specifically the Time Lords because I feel like they're, you know, self-centered enough that they yep. care a lot about that. So, so yeah, and it's all due to Chekhov's recorder. <laughs> I do like that there wasn't like some sort of board meeting uh, that we saw between the Time Lords thinking, should we give him back his freedom? Yeah, we should. I'd like that it just like, it, you know, the materialization of circuit appears and mm-hmm. he knows. Yep. Also, I would just like to point out that when the materialization circuit appears, we hear the like materialization sound mm-hmm. of a TARDIS, which is not the sound of the brakes being left on, clearly, because there's no <laughs> brakes to a circuit, and the Time Lords themselves put it there. Just saying. It's a slightly sped up version of that the, of that music sound effect, though, so... Yeah, it's, it's smaller. That's true. <laughs> Obviously, uh, we 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 kind of dumped on the brigadier for the past uh, two episodes, but the brigadier the brigadier being the brigadier, uh, he manages to when he's you know not being stupid, um, comes up with like some of the greatest brigadier moments ever, like the goodbye scene and stuff. You know, uh, his salute I thought was quite touching. Um, you know, wonderful chap, both of him. Like that's been repeated many times throughout the years, and just like out of all that, yeah. and he just like. Drops in bombs like that that we remember forever. And his trust for the doctor at the end that like this is the right thing to do, yeah. even though Joe was not trusting the doctor and mm-hmm. really was just wanting to stay with him. So, yeah, I feel like episodes one and four of the brig are fine. It's it's episodes two and three where he just kind of goes off the rails a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's weird. 
Yeah, he's uh, he's a comic foil basically in those two episodes. But here, his his role needs to be that of you know almost the emotional center of the show. He's the one that trusts because you know if he was to be the one being all frantic and oh we should do this and all that, but uh, but he's the only one who oddly enough believes the singularity thing because he his trust in the doctor shows through. He says, "Oh, okay, Mister Tal, you go through first, and all us. No, 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 Benton, you go through, Joe. Come on, Joe." And he's reassuring to Joe, which I thought was kind of nice, and then. And then he's sort of like, at the last second, he's sort of like, you know, does his official military suit, which he's never done, I don't think, very much to the doctor. Like, actually salute, you know, that was quite something. It meant something to him to salute, and that's why he did it. And because he's known the doctor for so long, longer than anybody else there, including Joe, um, he knows that the doctor will recognize how important that motion is to him Mm -hmm. so it's it's for it means a lot to him but he knows that the doctor recognizes that so it is still for the doctor which is just it's a beautiful yeah it's a beautiful moment and you know the brigadier trusts the doctor that the doctor is doing what's best for all of the people around him Mm -hmm. he still doesn't really know one way or the other if the doctor is actually going to turn back up or if the doctor is just sacrificing himself to save everybody because that would also be a doctorish thing to do so the brig is going through all of this you know just hoping for the best and trusting that at least he will get his his people back home uh so when he says goodbye he does he thinks it might really be forever because later when he says that line you know oh i expect they'll turn up again mm-hmm. he's not convinced no, no. nope Mm-mm. and that's why he goes wonderful wonderful chat both of him yep. yeah yeah it's it is it's really beautiful so so yeah, he he. There are some great brig moments, and there are also some some not great brig moments. But for the most part, they're rammed up in the middle, just like clumped up in the middle there. <laughs> but you don't remember because it's like, yeah, bring it here, and then you go, yeah, bring it here at the end, and you forget everything that happened in between. Yeah, good. It's for the best. <laughs> I suppose so. Um, uh, what else do you want to? Uh, we haven't really talked about the um the music and the set of the <laughs> castle of omega which right. i love oh yeah okay tell on just uh, the you know it's it's interesting like it's supposed to kind of look weirdly organic and just like it all came out of the mind of a genius but yeah. a, w- a weird genius and i just i love the the weird bubbles and the fact that the gel guards look like they're just pieces of the scenery come to life yeah. uh and also that it kind of made me chuckle a little bit because you have the line earlier of omega being i should have been a god mm-hmm. kind of he technically is because he created life he created or several kinds of organ you know t- at least two different kinds of organisms to serve him That's true. um yeah. so like if you're creating life you're kind of a god <laughs> in a way yeah mm-hmm. and he, he i know <laughs> that's right mm-hmm. It is a neat place, and the, and the little sound that goes on, the little tinkling music. Like it's not music. It's weird the diegetic because when the doctor appears on the on the screen, there's a little musical motif. But in the very end scene, there when you can hear the first doctor appear on the monitor, in the background also is that same little musical motif. So obviously that mo- motif is just the sound of like sometimes I wonder if I would like to see a Blake 7 episode and maybe someone teleports in you know off screen but like within the scene and maybe you can hear some Dudley Simpson music being played just faintly in the background when that happens and maybe the music is actually part of the sound effect (laughs) I just I appreciated the sort of tinkly sparkly magicalness it's Mm -hmm. like it to me it felt like a fairy castle the kind of sound I would expect to hear in a fairy tale in a fairy castle and that's kind of what it is 
because it's a castle ruled by an evil king um, who wants to take over everything. And, you know, you have your knights and princess and whatever coming in to, right. to save the day. And it's uh, it's just a really cool, it's a cool place. And I like, I do like the reveal too that Omega is completely just gone and being held together by the force of his will, which is, just, it, I was talking in our last episode about this being a tragedy and like, it is like the tragedy just ramps up mm-hmm. in this episode because like you're, you're gone, but you're still there because your will is literally the only thing holding you together. So like before that reveal, I'm kind of thinking like if he wasn't so maniacal, they could, and and we still had the thing where, you know, he can't leave because somebody needs to be holding it together and he wants the doctor to stay behind and do that. If he was still basically a good guy, they could totally like make some sort of work share arrangement. And like <laughs> every time, Lord, once you've graduated from the academy, you have right. to spend, you know, a year or 20 years or 200 years, however many. Handful of heartbeats to a time lord. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Spend that much time in the universe of antimatter. Right. Um, but the, the bonus is that you can, you know make it up to be however you want or maybe you know two or three people like five people at once this is like it's basically your gap year (laughs) after after except it's after the academy and you go and you hang out and you can throw whatever kind of wild raucous parties you want because you can literally make anything happen and then you know people tag in and out Mm -hmm. and it's you know like people go up and down to the space station or something like that the (laughs) international space station exactly so like i was like okay look this if he wasn't so far gone this could still work Work, as long as you have somebody there to, yeah. to keep 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 it going and then you then there's the reveal that he's he's too far gone mm-hmm. and i'm thinking okay still like what if he were able to bring it back together and he didn't want entire like control and everything you could still do kind of the same thing and just send time lords to hang out with him to help create a world right. you know maybe you have this whole gallifreyan outpost on in another universe like that sounds like a thing that the time lords would be totally cool with mm-hmm. especially since omega was such a genius you know people could learn from him he's got lots of knowledge and like it, it could be such a cool thing like there are a bunch of possibilities and it's just ruined by the fact that he has gone uh, too far into his own megalomania and just wants to destroy everything. And it's just, at the end again, it's just sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got, it is in, you know, it's funny that he had to need help to take the mask off too. I wonder what that was about. Why he mm-hmm. couldn't take it off himself. I suspect that he knew, like subconsciously deep down, he right. knew or he feared um in some way or it's just a really heavy mask and like it's easier to get your new lackeys to take it off for you right or maybe just thought you know what the other day like i had an itch on my like ear and stuff and i went to scratch and i thought that it wasn't anything there but uh, (laughs) i'm sure it's fine sure it's fine sure it's fine but i don't want to have to deal with that again and so yeah that's why i had the mask i remember at gallifrey one uh a few years ago somebody wore a a mask like that and then the masquerade had like a black Uh hood on because the background and the stage is black and then he pulled his head off and then you couldn't see and it was pretty pretty great cosplay that is amazing that is amazing cosplay i love it yeah stephen thorne uh as omega was pretty good he was. He's great. I mean, he has that wonderful bombastic voice, but mm. he also knows how to use it. To you know, he can do the maniacal yelling and stuff. But he also has pathos in there too. And yep. I just, I yeah, I really, really enjoy his performance. It's a good performance. Somewhat similar to his uh, one as Azal, and maybe even a little bit to Eldred and the Hand of Fear coming <laughs> up. But uh, whatever. I feel like this is the best use of those 
those powers. Uh, Lenny Main was the director of this. Uh, he used he was director of Hand of Fear as well. Also directed two more stories with Rex Robinson, who played Doctor Tyler in there. Yeah. So it's it's funny when you see some Doctor Who episodes and you see certain actors appear. You know, it's sort of part of that director's company um, throughout the history of Doctor Who. So mm-hmm. so yeah, you'll get used to seeing Rex Robinson because you'll see him again in Doctor Who. Okay, not as Doctor Tyler. Spoilers okay. mm-hmm. does not not reappear, but um, yeah. Oh, and the music too. You were going to mention the uh, the music for was it just the uh, the castle or just in general? It was just the castle. Oh, and the uh, the car scenes. I know we we were, we were humming along to it. And we thought this is like years before uh, Turlo goes for a ride mm-hmm. in Margin Undead. Speaking of, mm-hmm. um, very jaunty little theme. Yep, like yep. you know, driving around in an open topped car just sort of has, I guess, a feel to it. <laughs> uh, but also, maybe it is just that this whole story is related yeah. to Modern Undead. We've got another tie there. It's the uh, it's the car music theme. It's similar in its jauntiness. Hmm. I'm intrigued by this uh, yep. shared universe that we have here. I'm sure Guardians that were our work here or something like that, too. <laughs> hmm. Uh, anything else about this? I, I quite adore the story. It's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I really, really love it. I rank this one very highly um, just because it's, it is it is so much fun. And especially right now, I want fun. I want fun out of my Doctor Who. So it's, uh, it's a good time. I know. Uh, some people don't like this story as much as they should. And, I, and it baffles <laughs> me each time. I know. Telling telling people how much they should like yes. something. How dare you yeah, gatekeep people? I am gatekeeping a little bit, and that you don't enjoy this story for what it should be. It's great fun. It's you get to see doctors again. It's kind of sad that William Hart. I mean, this is the last time we see William Hartnell anything. Um, uh, but I mean, Patrick Chowton is just just so wonderful, and it's just like you know that perfect reappearance of that doctor after you know. Just three years. It's quite something that he's just right back there and in color and just, you know, awfully sweet. What a nice celebration for the 10th anniversary of the program that we know and love, Doctor Who. Yeah, it's it's a delight mm-hmm. and uh, and it's nice to celebrate. It is. On this Christmas Day, I just got a, a watch alert saying extreme cold warning in effect. The fact that it was minus 26 now and saying that there's going to be a more extreme cold, even cold more extreme than that, mm-hmm. uh, is alarming. So I'm glad that we stayed in and watched Doctor Who instead of going out to do activities mm-hmm. or something like that. I know earlier today it felt like minus 38, which <laughs> is basically minus 40 is where Fahrenheit and Celsius meet. So I think yeah. everybody listening probably has a good idea of how how cold that is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, apparently it's getting colder now, I guess. Yay. Hmm. Even colder. Yep. Um, yeah. But not for Doctor Who, because they go off to the summer of 1972 next. Mm-hmm. When it was shot, anyway. Do you know what uh, story follows from this? I don't. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's Carnival of Monsters. I am pretty sure I saw this as a wee child or young child, right? But I don't remember almost anything about it. Okay. So yeah, I think it's one of the few Pertwee stories that my dad kind of liked, probably because it doesn't take place with Unit. <laughs> so right. uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting. This will feel like new Doctor Who to me for the most part. That's fun. Interesting. For some reason, I thought you would have watched this for Verity, but uh, I guess you maybe you didn't or... Mm-hmm. You know. if, yeah, if Verity did an episode on it, if, if so, I don't know, no. Uh, then no, I definitely was not on it. 
All right then. Well, this is fun then. So we still have new John Pertwee stories to uh, mm-hmm. to come then. That's that's exciting. Yeah, I mean, I know that I yeah, I I know that like that up until the end that will be the case because I right. know I've seen Planet of Spiders. I think probably. I don't know if you have or not. I don't know. We'll find out when we get there. Some part of it, but anyway. So basically, up until the end of the Pertwee era, it's going to at least feel like new Doctor Who to me because right. I don't have any real memory of it. Okay. Yeah, so fun. And most of your Doctor Who, uh, to be fair, was watched during either A, your big 1994 marathon, Mm -hmm. or watching occasional stories with your brother a few years ago, like this one. Yep. Yeah. And uh, anything other than that was when I was young enough that I I don't really remember it. It's just sort of in my psyche in a way, but not necessarily in my memory. Well, good. Excellent. Well, we'll get to that sometime in the new year, folks. Mm -hmm. Carnival of Monsters. Uh, no idea when because we're going to be either busy or lazy. Lazy with Doctor Who, busy with life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm looking forward to watching more Doctor Who with you to come. Me too. And on that note, a happy holiday, Merry Christmas, and all that to everyone at home. Uh, thanks for listening for all these years and this year and everything else. And uh, we look forward to bringing you more episodes of Lazy Doctor Who. On the Incomparable Network. Goodbye. Goodbye.